the more you can trust that the voice and the, and the, the thoughts and like the feelings that are coming up inside you are, are real. They are yours and that you don't need to listen to anybody else so much as much as you listen to yourself, the better you take care of yourself, the better you can take care of other people. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... I can help you get healthy without aches and pains, without all the back pain. Text the word WORKOUT to 408-883-4442 and get started for free. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Janke and I'm joined today by C. Darkley. Uh, she is an author and a screenwriter. C. Darkley writes young adult sci-fi, fantasy, adventure, and horror stories. And this is what I love about this, about... Um, the central theme that vibrates through her fiction and her own life is one of discovering, trusting, and embracing your authentic self. This is, uh, I think, a good segue into health. And uh, her work can be found at her website, thedarkrainbow.com. See, Darkly, how's it going today? Hey, great. How are you doing? I am doing very, very well. Uh, I appreciate you joining me. I've been speaking with a lot of people about mental health, and I think this is... at surface level seems a little unrelated, right? Um, health in the real world and you're a fiction writer, but I think it works perfectly because yeah. of your central theme and discovering your own um, authentic self and, and that trust factor. Um, mm -hmm. So I'd like to really start with like, how did you get started with everything that you're doing? Fiction writing and um, screenwriting and everything that you're involved in right now. Okay. Um... Well, I got started probably when I was like five years old. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say I was writing, but I was like writing in my imagination. And I, one of the funniest things that happened was I pulled out a, um, a bean bag, you know, I was like five in the playroom and I unzipped it and dumped it all out and made the like empire uh, strikes back, like snow planet space. I mean, I got in some trouble about it, but also my parents thought it was pretty funny. And I just like started like wanting to be a part of stories when I was a kid and it, I think it was probably a way for me to um, play and, and get creative but also tap into something inside myself um, I think I needed that space to explore and be adventurous nice so you use you, you mentioned earlier you use the word dark a lot and mm -hmm. there's there was sort of like a long journey going and being able to discover and trust like your true self yeah. Um, can you can you kind of take us through that a little bit? I think this is the, you know, we can really get deep into this and, and it's real fascinating. I think it can really help people in, in going through whatever they're going through. Yeah, I think, I, I agree. I think it's, um, you know, I think it's, I think it can be challenging in life because we do tend to have moments of ups and downs. And uh, I think that's actually, I used to think that there was something I needed to fix with that and that that was a problem. And um, I see it over and over, you know, in my life, I see it over and over in other people's lives, but I got to a point where I started to notice that when those dark times would come and I would feel down or depressed or questioning or self-doubting, they felt full of anxiety until I could kind of like 
embrace that it was just a moment and that that's a human and natural experience. And that if we can allow it and feel it, it, it will pass. I mean, I'm speaking for myself. I can't speak for everybody, but for me, it, I would start to notice it would pass quicker. And what would actually come on the other side of that was a discovery. So I kind of relate it to um, a lot of writers talk about Joseph Campbell, but Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, because the hero, the person that's going through this journey always hits what's kind of like a dark night of the soul, like a really dark moment where you feel like you messed everything up. You may lose somebody. You may, um, you may have, you know, in the stories, they tend to lose a mentor or something, but you go through this journey where you have like a really, 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 really hard moment. And while you think there's something wrong with you, there's not. And it tends to, when you get to the other side, illuminate a new way of thinking. And it's almost like, at least for me, it's been like a thought pattern that gets to get the light shine on it. And then I get to say, it's okay. And something new comes from it. Yeah, absolutely. And as you were talking, I was just thinking about, you know, most movies, the, the sort of plot line, that dark night of the yeah. soul is like maybe like two thirds to three quarters of the way into it. It's almost yeah. over the hero, you know, they're like walking down the street all sullen. They just made, <laughs> they just made a big mistake and then maybe they just lost a relationship or maybe they just, you know, went against their values or they did something and they're, you know, the somber music's playing in the background and their head is hanging and they're thinking, oh, I'm never going to get out of this. But of course we know it's going to have a happy ending and it's going to resolve. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, I think, most of us have been through something like that. And um, I, I, I guess my next question is about relating that to your, to your work, right? To your writing. Mm -hmm. So how, how much of your writing is really just taking your own experience and sort of personifying it through another character. But, you know, even though it's labeled, right, it's labeled fiction, right? But really you can't write fiction without some truth. Yeah coming into it. So how, how has that sort of informed your, your work? Yeah, a lot. And, and not even consciously, it took, it took a while to actually look at my stories and say, oh, that is about me. <laughs> this is an experience I had. And I'm, that, may, that may sound like, whoa, to some people that may sound like duh. But like, I think that, I think that what I found is that writing can be therapeutic whether it's a story it's poetry it's a song it's, it's you're drawing in the sand it's kind of a way to there's stuff inside all of this that we're trying to work through we don't always have the words for it we don't always we don't always just sit down and like not everybody speaks with a therapist or whatever but it's like um for me I found that as I looked back at my stories there are all experiences that I was kind of dealing with in those moments and, and, you know, I write about vampires, I write about science fiction, and there's like, you know, aliens and like all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, obviously, I haven't met a vampire yet. That'd be cool. But, you know, <laughs> 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 um, but like, it's just like the, the protagonist, most of my protagonists are teenage, you know, or like right around that age, like 12, 17 or something. It's the kid in me who's like really kind of yeah. dealing with a fear or some, a hurt, a trauma, something that I was dealing with in that moment when I wrote it. And when I look back, I'm like, man, I, I, it was my way of working through it. And I didn't know it until I did. That's so interesting. I was just having a bunch of flashbacks to college. Uh, I, I started playing guitar right when I um, got into college as a freshman. 
and you know just kind of playing around self-taught didn't really know how to play that well but uh really quickly i started just writing songs and um a couple of years prior to that i took a poetry class in high school and so i was just i just wrote song after song after song after song mm -hmm. like one two or like three a day it was crazy and i would wow. just play these songs and then there came a point after maybe two or three years where it just stopped like i i just i just didn't feel like i needed to write any more songs and um and I, and maybe that's kind of what was happening with me. Like it was sort of like a self-healing process. I was trying to figure out like, well, what do I even want to do? What direction am I going? Yeah. I'm kind of lost. And, uh, and that sort of provided that therapy in a way. And it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 I do think playing music is really therapeutic or, or just being both hands-on and like using your emotions. Yeah. Being in the moment. Being in, in the, the moment. sadness. Yeah. yeah. But I, li I like what you said. I like, you know, everybody goes through that sort of dark, dark times and however you want to label it. And you started off, you were talking about Star Wars and, you know, the force, there's the light <laughs> side and the dark side. And, yeah. and the truth is that, you know, everybody has Darth Vader inside of them. Everybody mm -hmm. has Luke Skywalker inside of them, no matter how, no matter how good or bad they look on the surface. Uh, you know, the, the most, the criminals that everybody demonizes have some good yeah. in them and the people who everyone thinks is a complete saint has some of the dark side in them. So um, it's really, uh, you know, that's a really good way of looking at that, you know, we have both and it's just, who do you wanna, which part of you do you wanna cultivate, right? Yeah. And, and that voice I think wants to be heard. So it's like, sure. what is what is that, you know, dark side telling me? And can I listen and just give a little bit of sympathy and maybe learn from right. it? So. So actually, that's a good segue into my next question, because I'm just going to repeat what you just said. What what in, in your particular case, what was that that side of you trying to say? What was it trying to articulate? Yeah, that's, um, that's a great question, because when I finally stopped, instead of trying to, like, fix myself and think that, you know, I'm broken and all these every time this comes up, there's really something wrong with me. When I stopped putting that kind of judgment and and also pressure on myself I could actually give myself love and there was this um you know I started talking to people who and like my partner who talk about the little kid in you and how it's actually that little kid that wants to be hurt that needs to be hurt it's like the kid that kind of like got um didn't you know, maybe didn't still belong like they belonged somewhere didn't get unconditional love or didn't get supported or got neglected or got ignored or whatever it's like that little kid, it gets to a point where they have to scream at you. And that is the anxiety that we feel. It's like the kid inside us saying, this situation isn't right. This job isn't right. This partner isn't right. You know, and, and you're not listening to me. So I'm going to make you shut down or I'm going to make you stop being able to talk. Or I'm going to, you know, it will start to manifest whether it's in physical forms or in just like a feeling, or, you know, that for, for a lot of times it would feel it in my chest, my throat sometimes my head and I wouldn't feel safe to say what like be who I was to to say the things that I was like creatively thinking or even just like my own beliefs and opinions because my kid didn't get that safe space to um be anything other than right or wrong you know like this is right this is wrong it was a very black and white world and um you know, I love my parents and we've like worked through a lot of stuff, but like, I think they got taught the same lessons that it's very 
black and white. And if you're not this, then you're wrong. And so it made me as a kid kind of like shut down to being able to say things that were different than what other people were expressing around me. And eventually my kid just was screaming at me so loud at me that like, it's like, it's like, I just felt like somebody was strangling me. And I think what changed for me was just being like, okay, I actually need to stop and listen and honor that I don't have to be like anybody else. And, and that's not like I'm special. It's like, we're all special. We all are unique. And we all, if we can stop and listen to that voice inside of ourselves, embrace that voice and trust that we are on the right path, the more you listen, the more you'll be taking, be taken on your path. And it starts to become apparent. It starts to become kind of like intuitive. You're like, this feels truth. This feels like my truth. And whereas like when you hear like, no, I, this isn't like, even I don't want to go to this. I don't want to drive down this road or like, I don't, it's like, it almost always like manifests in some way where you're like, oh, I should have just listened to that voice. So I don't know if I answered your question, but it was oh, yeah, something about the kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I like what you said too about how you would actually feel it like in your, your chest or your yeah. throat or the top of your head that, you know, like these physical manifestations mm -hmm. of going the wrong direction or, or I don't even say wrong, but like just going against yeah. yourself, right? Yes, exactly. And, and that, that little child inside of all of us as adults, <clears throat> we get sort of good at repressing that and mm -hmm. in the name of fitting into society. And by the time we're adults, we don't even know we're doing it because we're so good at it. But I see, I, I have four kids and what you say about our inner child is true of, of children too. It's like, if you don't meet their needs on a tiny level, they'll just keep getting bigger. They have no qualms about screaming in your face about what they need. <laughs> I'm hungry. Or sometimes they don't even know what, they don't even know what they need. Right. But they, they'll just get ornery and, and because the need's not being met. Yeah. And it's the same with us as adults is like, if a need is not being met, then something's not going to feel right. You're going to feel it in what your solar plexus or your throat or, or somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, and I, th I agree with you. Like those are very important signals that we need to listen to really pay attention to. Yeah. I love that kids will speak up because great. Right. That's like that's awesome. It, it's like in, in a lot of ways, my kids, I, I mean, obviously kids are like work in progress and, and they're, they haven't developed into who they truly are eventually going to be but then again we're all works in progress and um, that is something that's pretty admirable about kids is like they're like i don't care i'm just gonna scream <laughs> <laughs> so i want to get i want to uh give you a chance we're getting close to the end um of the episode but i want to give you a chance to go real big picture and uh you are invited to uh give a keynote speech at let's say graduation or like mm -hmm. a corporation or something and um the topic of the speech is how I think you can get the most out of your life. So what you, what would you tell people mm -hmm. in like one to two minutes um, and you can go whatever direction you want, like how they can get the most out of their lives? I think if they can give themselves the space, even away from other people to sit and, and listen, I sometimes will put my hand like right here, just like on my chest, my heart, whatever. And just kind of like take a deep breath and close my eyes and say, what's coming up for you? What do you need? I really think the more we can listen to ourselves and be our authentic selves, the, the I mean, I want to say the better the world could be because I feel like so many times we start to feel like we have to do something 
that we don't have choice, that there's these, you know, should kind of thing. And I, you know, I know that that's hard to kind of think that you do have a choice. You do. There's always like something that will, you know, the circumstances might change in your life, but you have a choice to live the way that you feel is really authentic and right for you and trust that. And the more you can trust that the voice and the, and the, the thoughts and like the feelings that are coming up inside you are, are real. They are yours. And that you don't need to listen to anybody else so much, as much as you listen to yourself, the better you take care of yourself, the better you can take care of other people. The more you can love yourself, the more you can love other people. Like RuPaul says that at the end of every Drag Race episode, you know, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? And I think it's true. Very true. Very true. And there, there's, yeah, that's well said. I don't even need to add to it. <laughs> true Paul's word. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, see darkly how, how do people get in touch with you uh what's your website social media yeah great so i have um, a website called the dark rainbow you can just google search the dark rainbow.com uh, or you know you can put in the dot com yourself but um i am on uh definitely on instagram and it's under the dark rainbow stories um i'm gonna start working on tiktok because that could just be fun and then i actually have a free short story available on my website it's uh, called Jaws. It's a young adult big wave surf story. I actually lived on Maui for a couple of years, so I wrote a, story, a short story, and it's um, about a uh, you know Maui's most promising surfer, 15 year old Mele Kanaloa, and her quest to ride uh, one of the ocean's biggest waves, which is called Jaws. And they can definitely um, go download a free short story at thedarkrainbow.com backslash Jaws hyphen opt hyphen n. Awesome. That yeah. sounds cool. How, how long is that story? I'm going to see if my... It's only 15 pages. So like, you know, it's a quick read. It's really action packed. It's, um, I think it's really fun. It's also fun to just be there on the waves. Right. And, uh, and then, and then you'll actually, you'll end up uh, on my news uh, letter list and you'll get another short story. I have a sci-fi story. I have a vampire story coming out. There's all kinds of fun goodies. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to show my son that my son's 10. I think he'll uh, be interested in this. I think it's perfect for him. Awesome. Aww. Well, uh, thank you so much again. This is health in the real world. Thank I'm you. Chris, Chris Janke joined today by C Darkly. Thank you so much for joining me today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's the health in the real world podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Janke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim.